Welcome to episode 452 of the Drunk District Podcast. For most always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. I said that really fast with somebody. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Tyler, I'm doing good. I'm off of work. I've played some games this week. But most of all, I've been trying to get my sweet rest because, holy shit, I feel like I feel like I'm getting the crux of being like an old man, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I understand. But long story short... Long story short, I have been playing some new games and stuff like that, so it's like, it's good. It's good right now. But, good. anyway, how have you been doing? Doing alright, you know, fighting a little bit under the weather here, drinking under the weather a little bit. Uh, stomach's been a little uh, messed up today. Spent a good chunk of the day, the afternoon, um, in the bathroom, if you know what I mean. Uh, not, not fun, not fun. No idea what I ate, no idea. Like had had cereal and some coffee this morning. And then I ate some toast a couple hours ago, uh, but uh, and then I drank a, like a lot of Pepto Bismol as well. So it's I'm finally I think I'm I'm fighting through it, and I'm help and to help it out on top of that, I'm drinking this delicious delicious Oktoberfest. Get that up frame here. There we go. Oh, for uh, for those of us in Iowa, this is a local Iowa brewing company, Back Pocket Brewing. Uh, they made a Oktoberfest for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The number five ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, that is. Um, there you go. So, yeah, they won, they won today. Uh, 3-0 now. Woo-hoo. Enjoy it while it lasts, people. We are not the fifth-best co- uh, team in the country. Our defense is, is but our <laughs> offense is not. Um, so enjoy it while it lasts. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm doing pretty good, you know. It's a, uh, we got one more week to go of uh, work for me, and then I am off next week, which is awesome. There you go. Yeah, so I'm excited. This is only the third time I've ever taken a full week off of work. Uh, before my my like entire like adult life, so that's pretty awesome. And it's like the first time I've done it. And over th- like E three twenty eighteen was the last time I did it. So over three years ago now, so I've had like an, a proper break from uh, working, which is uh, awesome. Look forward to that. I don't really have anything to do, which kind of stuff. I don't get to like you know <laughs> with my work, it's like tenured based. Like you have to take your you have to take your vacation like in one week straight. You get like a week, and then you get like three floater days. Um, so I'm taking like the Monday and Tuesday uh, after um, uh, extra life off, uh, and then I have like a I have one floating day left. I got I gotta use before next June, and then like this was like it was like this cut that week the last week of September was available, or like a, like there was like two weeks I can pick from in February. So I'm like, well that sounds miserable. Like now now that I know like Horizon and everything's coming out in February now. I kind of wish I would just fucking picked February, but I am very much looking forward to uh, having uh, next week off. That'll be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, you know, just gotta keep grinding through and then do all that fun jazz. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. But um, oh, wow, we flew right through that intro. But um, anyways, people, this is a video game podcast where we talk about video games mostly, and sometimes I go on re- weird tangents, which Gables knows all about that. Yeah, I, which I, I appreciate the fact he just lets me go sometimes. He's just kind of, I'm just gonna take a step off to the side here and let. <laughs> I don't know, I can, like, sometimes I wonder if like Gables just has like a Skype loop where he just like kind of just like moves suddenly, like and like, I don't even notice he's been gone for 20 minutes. It's just like a, a loop he created, like so. Like, <laughs> and nobody has any fucking clue. One of these days I'm gonna catch him. 
and, uh, and it's gonna catch be the, catch me the loop or something yeah. like that it's like it's just i'm just intently just doing like this or something just listening to you for like a good solid 20 minutes yeah. and it's like you just flash back and all of a sudden you just <laughs> the thing just like falls in the place you see me just getting out of the bathroom it's like you weren't yeah. listening to a damn thing i Wait. said yeah or it's like a, you have like you put like a, a carefully placed like tv monitor really close to the camera so i can't tell and you like knock it over or like you like fight you do it but then i look over and it's like you're wearing this a gold hoodie but then i look over in the loop you're wearing like a fucking golden golden state warriors t-shirt i'm like did he fucking change his shirt mid-podcast and i missed it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's just gonna be mid-podcast or something like that it's like what the hell is that? Is he changing? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 why is, how does he keep changing? How does he have time to do these like wardrobe fucking changes? What is he like fucking on SNL or something? Jesus Christ. Like he's like records. I don't even see it. It's like that scene from speed when like, when the guy puts the bomb on the bus finds out there, he's watching a loop on the, on camera. Spoilers oh, for a 25 year old movie. Oh, um, shit. I don't know why I said that because it's like literally like the halfway point of that movie. Um, there's like a whole 45 minutes after that. But uh, anyways, <laughs> this is a video game podcast. We're talking about video games. I don't know what the fuck we're doing anymore. Uh, oh, go ahead. It's funny you say speed because for God's sake, I was my dad was watching that movie on the TV the other day. And I just thought to myself, I was like, okay, how many speed movies? were there? Okay, there's like speed one, speed two. And it's like... <laughs> And I don't know why I thought this is like, oh, well, here's the next speed movie. It's like Speed 3. It's like, it's incredibly fast. Yes. <laughs> just, I, I, if there's not like a Fast and Furious tie-in, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Speed 3, even faster than that. Yeah. It's like, fucking Keanu Reeves shows up. I live my life a tenth of a mile at a time. It's like, oh, fuck. That's, that's big. That's big. That's, that's, that's 0.15% more than Dominic Toretto. Deep cut for you there. I had to do math real fast, man, which normally isn't that difficult, but it's nine o'clock at night and I'm a beer and a half in, so that's where we're at. Uh, anyways, let's what's what's getting some let's get some fun little topics here, Gables. It's not a crazy week. Not a crazy no. week, you know? Uh it's been kinda of, you know, we had the big PlayStation blowout last week. Um I think a lot of us were like kind of crossed our fingers and our toes and our, our uh penises um that we get Nintendo direct. That didn't happen. Um, I feel like it's any time now. We keep there's more and more things happening, but like whenever we get like direct crazy, like everything, every tiny like rumor gets blown up ten times. It's like going to E3, where like this tiny thing that like nobody would have covered, you know, any other time of the year. But if something possibly happened, like a, the tiniest leak or rumor happens in in May, we all lose our goddamn collective minds. So right, um, yeah, we'll have to. Maybe that's kind of where we're at now. There's like the 64 controller, uh, fucking people like trying to like, like with fucking strings trying to like figure out what all the shit is. So that's where we're at right now with that. But speaking of Nintendo Gables, the UK got a price drop of 20 euro. Um, it goes from 300 euro to 280 euro. It's a permanent price drop. It's going to effect immediately as of like I believe Monday or Tuesday. And it was funny we had it. You had it in your, um, you put it in our show notes last week. We just didn't get to it. In the rumor, yeah, rumor section, um, because you know, but I was like, I was kind of reading it, and I was just like, ah, that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna do that. And they did it. For, for, it's only for Europe and the UK and everything. But uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, they they talked about it's it's kind of more of a price adjustment because obviously, like, they've had a lot of issues over there. I believe I, I get really confused about how 
the UK and Europe and what's the United Kingdom, what's not, what's all that shit, where shit is. I mean, like half the countries I've never heard of. Some countries I just assume are part of it, but they're not. They're actually like 2,000 miles away. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I did that. Uh, they said that they immediately came out and said that's not happening in America or anywhere else. So don't expect it. Uh, but it sounds like it's more of like an inflation thing where the price, uh, you know, what, you know, 300 euros meant five years ago uh, is drastically different now, which obviously, you know, that's the case with a lot of things. But over there, it's definitely the case. Um, but uh, with, with Brexit and everything, like everything's just, it's nuts over there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it goes, in two, it goes down to 280, but also kind of makes sense too, where you look at the fact that the, the old edition's coming out there, coming everywhere next month. Uh, yep. Actually, a couple weeks. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, but it it's crazy. We're we are almost to October. It's nuts. It, like I feel like it was just like August. Like we were just starting August, and now it's fucking. We are coming to the last full week of September next week. Yeah, right. Uh, it's gonna be fucking December before we fucking know it. I look forward to it. But um, anyways, so we have that. That's coming out. That's gonna be three hundred ten euro there. Um, so I mean, it's kind of be ridiculous to have a three hundred dollar. Also on top of that, you know, I mean the price adjustment on top of that, it's like, well, should I buy this three hundred dollar OG switch or buy this three hundred ten dollar OLED? Well, at that point, it's just it's stupid not to. But also, like, where like they're talking about, like, basically, they said if you don't get that OLED in that first wave, maybe the second wave, the odds of you getting one because of the chip shortage and everything like that is it's gonna, gonna be, be incredibly unlikely. Yes, like I mean, we talk we're, like, we we keep talking about it all the time about. The, the you know the chip shortage like affecting the PS5 especially but also I mean it, everything you know but we, have, we always talk about the PS5 and the Xbox and everything like that but um so that's gonna be the case for they said the Switch OLED just the Switch in general but especially the OLED edition um so yeah it makes sense to drop it I'm not like I, I, I like I'm not sitting here and say it's not gonna happen like anytime soon because we know Nintendo lies to us constantly like we've talked all the time like they said well oh, no this isn't gonna happen and then like the very next day they talk about it. Like there's a, I brought up multiple times now where uh, the story Brian tunnel told where they went to a, I, he's from IGN. They went to a, a preview event for Nintendo and they were showing off the, um, I can't remember if it was a DS or three DS, but it was the new model. Like it was either the DSI right. or the three DS XL. It was one of those two. I can't remember which one. And they were at a preview event looking at this thing, but it hadn't been announced to the public yet. And that same day, Nintendo came out and said, there is no new edition of the DS or 3DS, whatever, coming. And, like, as peop- as media people were at this event looking at the new, uh, you know, new one. So, we, we, you know, <laughs> Nintendo lies. We don't, we, you know, we talk all the time. They always say at Directs, we're only talking about games for 2021. The first fucking game they show at the, at the, the Direct will be uh, games coming out in 2022. So, I was like, yep. We can't trust them um, on this shit. So, I mean, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't because. It's it's more it's more expensive to produce things right now because demand is so high because like I said the chip shortage so the price of that stuff has gone up and then also you know COVID is still you know really bad in a lot of places especially in a lot of the countries that they like pay people to uh, make these things so like that's slowing them down we don't have the materials like, everything's more expensive so it'd be crazy where it's now more expensive to make these things than it was before to drop yep. the price of them um, if they don't really have to. Um, which I guess didn't have to in this sense, but it'd be current. I don't know. I think it's just kind of ridiculous to to do that at this point. Uh, it makes sense why they did it, but um, I don't know. Give us kind of what was your what was your thoughts and where where are you at? Are you like buying the fact that like this? Say the rest of this year, 
there's no price shop for the United States. What, what would you what would you lean towards that? Well, let's see. If there was no price drop in general for the United States in regards to the original Switch model, this comparison to like the Switch OLED, you know, I would not be happy about it. Only because for one, it's like, yeah, I understand that the Switch OLED stuff would be like fifty dollars more expensive. But at the same time, if if they're going to be trying to aim for like two models, which is like the Switch Lite and also Three. like the oh, you know, an OLED and stuff like that, if they want to focus on those two and try to get rid of the one stuff. Knocking it down by at least fifty dollars or something would have made more sense, but uh, I still kind of feel like that that will eventually happen to where the original Switch models will be like knocked down in price and stuff, and have the OLED one be like the premium price as it is going yeah. to be when it's, it does come out. Are you? T- are, you t- are you? Oh, sorry, cut you off. Are you saying that you think that they're slowly fading away the OG Switch model, or you think they just you're going to keep selling all three for a, a long time? Well, here's what I think. I think that they're going to be moving away from the original switch model and just sticking with two that's gotcha. to be clarifying it's clarifying to like a rumor that we were hearing about like at least a month or so ago where it's like there are rumors that the original switch models being kind of phased out in favor of like say the oled model which in and of itself yeah it, that would make sense from that perspective considering you got the premium product and you got the alternative in case you don't want to say play the oled switch on the tv or you don't want that type of screen. But uh, that's part of the reason why I kind of feel like that I don't like the aspect of no price drops everywhere else. I mean, honestly, for Europe, and also that makes sense because of how much they're paying for the initial Switch. So the price drop does make sense there. But I'm also the fan of, hey, if you're going to discount this system and stuff like that, everywhere else is going to be expensive to produce as well, considering, like, you just touched mm-hmm. upon the points for COVID, also in terms of shipping costs, also in terms of anything else, especially with the labor and everything else, the import costs. Lowering down the base model system would make a lot of sense globally as opposed to just one region. So that's why I don't feel happy with just one region having one price reduction. Yeah, but like I said, though, I think the, the big difference there is that we're talking about a 10-euro difference right. between... It was it was three hundred euros to three hundred ten. Where here it's three hundred three fifty. Like fifty dollars isn't anything to see. Like I feel like if you're making that purchase and you you have the extra cash to get to get a switch, like at that point, bump up to get the fifty dollar get the pay the extra fifty bucks. Right. I would say. I mean, if you're able, obviously, you know, if like that, you're really you know, you just buy a thing and you probably financially shouldn't. Which I mean, I'm not blaming anybody for doing that because God knows I do. I have a whole. I have like multiple shelves back here of shit i can't really afford but i I buy them anyways and multiple consoles back there that i can't afford but i buy them anyways um but um yeah i mean i i I, like i said i don't think it's gonna happen because a like i said like we're the the price like i said it's a ten dollar it's a 10 euro price difference uh they have uh the value of their dollar has dropped drastically more than any other region in in the world um you know at least in like you know the the free world i guess i don't know if that's the correct statement um but the non like dictatorship world i should say i guess i don't know if that also is the right thing i don't know what anyways i feel like i keep digging a hole here anyways uh so i yeah that makes sense to me i and it's like as hard as these things are to make and yeah it costs more but they're selling them as fast as they're making them so it's like well, it's like well why the fuck like we're gonna sell out regardless so let's just keep it at this price so i don't think we're gonna see one i i think it'd be awesome if they did it you know went down 50 bucks or even dropped it 
you know, Nintendo does weird prices before. Like they've sold like oh yes, the DS came out like when the original a uh, 3DS came out. I think it was like was it two two thirty, and then like they dropped it to the one eighty, and then I think it was eventually like one thirty, and then like the two DS came out and it was like ninety dollars. Like they do weird prices. Yep. Uh, so I mean, who's to say? I don't know. I, but I don't see one coming anytime soon. I really don't see one. I I think it's most likely they phase it out before they they drop the price. Right. Which, um, I think it's already confusing to some probably to have two different SKUs. I, it's easy to say, oh, Switch Lite is mobile is mobile only, uh, but the uh, the Switch one is both. Um, but then you're like, oh, th- this is the OLED edition. I mean, I think it's not as difficult as we make it out to be sometimes. Um, to like you know to the non like gaming audience when they're like mom and pa are going to the store to buy their son Jimmy who's a fucking asshole spoiler brat uh, I don't know why I just got randomly mad at some little child but I did uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know why I just randomly wanted to just cuss out maybe it's just we were talking about Nintendo and you know my superpower of destroying kids with, with Nintendo games maybe that's where that came from but anyways um, you know I I don't think it's as drastically and especially when you say well, everybody knows what OLED is, so it's easy to make that out. But I, I think it's most likely that they like they f- just phase it out. Like I think that's what they did with like the PS4 when the Pro came out, and then the the smaller PS4 came out. It's like well, they just got rid of the base PS4. You know? I think it's the same thing. You know, Xbox One S and S X were out. They got rid of the the, the regular one. They just had right. the, the smaller One S, and then they had the One X. So um, I think that's most likely of anything that we we see a. Uh, we just see that over the next year or so slowly fade away, especially when we're talking about like there's this production issue is going to go on. This chip shortage is going to go on through the end of next year. They've said already. So it would make sense to like, instead of trying to get three SKUs out there, well, we, we can just drop this one and have more lights and more OLEDs out there. And, you know, instead of fighting this, and then we can also make more money by making more OLEDs. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see. I think, like I said, we're gonna they're gonna get rid of it before they they drop the price on it. Uh, but moving on here to some uh, Nvidia news here. So uh, there's an Nvidia GeForce like leak here, uh, where a bunch of games were like like in the like behind the scenes um, were like leaked out, and there's a bunch of games here like uh, God of War PC Edition, Gear Six was on this list. Uh, Halo 5 PC, which is crazy. I think that's never come to uh, PC. Final Fantasy 11 or Final Fantasy 9 remake. Bioshock Ray Tracing Edition. Uh, Re- Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, GTA Auto tri- or G- sorry, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remastered. Crisis 4. Half Life 2 Remastered. Justice 3. Uh, a bunch more. I think there was over 2,000 games on this. Oh, here, here's here's some more here. Demon Souls for PC. Um, there's uh, several unannounced Xbox projects with code names. Uh, Fight for the Middle Earth, which I assume would be like the trill, the, the third game of the uh, Middle Earth games that we had. Uh, Humans Fall Flat 2, Total War 9, Hell Divers 2, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, um, Bioshock 2022, Final Fantasy 7 Remake for PC, which we already know that's, ha- that's happening. Uh, but that's I think that's going to be coming to Epic Store uh, only right away. Uh, but it's leaked out on Epic's, uh, Epic's Game Store that's coming in there. Uh, Bayonetta 3 for PC, uh, Crisis 4, and then Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 are on this list. I think over 2,000 games were revealed, but those are like the big ones that came out. And I think there was like about a dozen or so Xbox projects um, that were on that list. Um, 
but uh yeah i don't know i mean so all this happened out and it's like they said that like a lot of this is like they like when they're uh oh here it is uh nvidia is aware of the unauthorized published game list with both released and or speculative titles uh used only for internal tracking and testing company spokesperson said nvidia took immediate actions to remove the access to the list no confidential game builds or personal information were exposed that's good news obviously Um, well obviously so yeah yeah, uh, that's probably the most important thing of all of that, honestly. Uh, I mean, for news sake, it's not, but for I think for humans, it's the most important thing. But um, they basically came out and said it's like basically that these are just made for testing and like they make and there's been cases of this happening before, with like you know websites accidentally leak a thing and like mm-hmm. um, and more time. I, I think it's I don't know if it's more times or not, but like when it happens, we when it happens when a game gets leaked on like Amazon, we'll say. And then a game gets announced. It's like, oh, well, they fucking leaked it. But, I mean, we hear about the shit all the time where a game gets put out. And then I think we just forget about all the times it didn't happen. It's like um, the the Walmart Canada shit happened uh, right before E3 2018. Uh, where, like, yes, Rage 2, uh, Gears 5. Like, all these games like were like that were eventually announced at E3 um, were on here. But we forget about all the games that were on there that never did happen or... Happened years later. Like, Forza Horizon 5 was on that. This happened in May 2018. That game wasn't announced until su- summer 2020. Splinter Cell That's was true. in there. We've never seen a Splinter Cell game. It, it still hasn't happened. So, I think this is either the biggest leak of all time, or it's just, like they said it is. And I, I, I believe that's true. That I mean, they, they just put games in there they think are going to happen. So, that way, they're ready to go when it does happen. Um, and also, sometimes, they, who knows? Like, they're like... I think the NVIDIA, like, Geoforce, this is, like, a newer thing, so probably GeForce now. So they probably have just, like, games they think might happen, but I don't know. I mean, what's what's your thoughts when you read that? Are you, are you thinking that this these games are real, or are you thinking this is just, you know, you are you believing what NVIDIA is saying? Well, let's see. Considering this comes from their main server, from their initial database and stuff like that, I feel like that there are some that are tentative titles that are placeholders. But I do feel like most of those titles are true. I feel like that in that regards, it's like with companies, especially like companies in general, they go forth and communicate people like say the G4s and the type of like, I'm just trying to think of uh, what G4s does and specific wise in terms of like gaming stuff. Like I would say in structure in terms like of... uh, Specific types of hardware or specific types of like specs or whatsoever. And they they've started their own the game store recently too. Like, right. So. so in order for that stuff to go, they need input from these main companies and stuff like that. That Hey, this game's going to be coming out this way and this way, you know. Make sure to have some like, make sure to go forth in space and get some room or something like that in order to create those web pages or create that type of stuff. Of course, it could, like I said before, a lot of these could be tentative sort of releases, but I feel like that most of these leaks are real in regards to that because a lot of them do make a hell of a lot of sense. Like, for one, we do know that, yeah, there's going to be a Gears of War 6. We kind of feel like that there is and stuff. There are sequels to games. They've already said they're making it. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, sequels to games and stuff that do make sense logically as well. Like, say, for Humans Fall Flat 2, I could see that happening. Or even, like, in regards to, say, like, the God of War PC port or, like, uh, the Bayonetta 3 one, I don't feel like it's the PC one. That's not real. That's the last the last three are the ones that are like no, like Bayonetta no. three for PC, Crisis four, Kingdom Hearts four. Like if Bayonetta three comes to PC, that's like groundbreaking because like people like got mad when Bayonetta two didn't come to other consoles. But like Nintendo funded that game one hundred percent. It's like 
that's not coming. Like Nintendo isn't putting like Nintendo doesn't it, put their games on PC. No, it's like it was nuts that they like put their IPs on fucking phones. You think they're gonna put that shit on PCs? Absolutely not. Well, um, uh, Crisis Four. I guess it's possible because we have the the, re- the remasters. I think are out are are coming out. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, the remasters in regards to Final Fantasy IX and especially Chrono Cross, both of those I can see happening is because of how Square Enix has been handling their remasters and their remakes yeah. of classic franchises. Final Fantasy VII with guarding, like with standing and stuff, Dragon Quest III, that one was remastered in regards to the ground up from that whole digital like pixel art style of Octopath Traveler. And that has been the main crux of like some of their games that have been coming out with... Uh, Octopath Traveler with project like Triangle Strategy, that sort of gameplay, those type of graphics that opened pretty much a Pandora's box to where they can go back to their old catalog and present those games inside of that style. So even in regards to say like a Chrono Cross or some of that sort, I could see that franchise making the comeback in regards because everybody who is an old time like Square Soft, Square Enix fan and stuff like that. They already knew how popular, how great, like say, like Chrono Trigger was, and Chrono Cross from its from its time back when it first released, that was one of the best games rated that year. But a lot of people now read, you know, modern day 2020, 2021 and stuff, don't even know what the hell Chrono Cross is in that yeah. regards. Yeah. But uh, I could see like those type of classic games coming forth and being an actuality in that regards. But at the same time, even though I kind of feel like more most of those games have like a fact that probably will come out in that regard it's like it still remains to be seen it still remains to be announced by their own publishers and stuff but uh, i could be hopeful for what i want to see which is the remakes of these classic rpgs the games that really make the most sense in that regards but uh it also is pretty damning that it comes from geforce and stuff from their own servers from their own website you know because they have close ties to a lot of those companies <laughs> yeah i mean like like this uh, this should happen like people do the shit all the time i'm sure like i don't think it's like they're gonna get like fucking like anything drastic's gonna happen like really happen to them because like we see like this was a case where somebody broke into their shit and exposed it yeah maybe that's i mean that's bad but don't wrong but it's like we see all the time like i said like walmart leaked it themselves <laughs> or we like we see like you know amazon or like these random like amazon fucking um turkey fucking randomly leaks this game or like the, this game was rated um, in fucking uh, India. You know, it's oh. like, oh, okay. It's like, we see it all the time. And uh, here's a so. perfect example. Not just for GeForce, but even with, like, some of the ratings boards from different countries. It's like Taiwan or this or that with, like, Taiwan's this Castlevania really Advanced Collection that's supposed to yeah. be announced sometime, perhaps. Like, Hopefully that was a thing in the news this week and stuff because of how the, it was found on another ratings board, this time in Taiwan. So yeah. it's like... These things get leaked all the time through various like uh, various other like news sources or shopping sites or something like a Walmart, like an Amazon, you know, like the ESRB like ratings charts of all things. Because yeah, yeah, but that's why I kind of feel that even puts more credence that this more than likely is like a real set of list where these games are supposed to, like have some sort of hint or some sort of things that they will eventually become a thing. <laughs> yeah, I also could see it as the fact that like, yeah, we know they know certain things before they happen, um, but like, I could see like a, a thing where like, uh, but also like they put, like I said, like people like these companies will push it up that they are pretty certain are going to happen, 
or they know is going to happen. I'm pretty sure there's a, you know, Walmart has a, a Madden 23 in their database right now, or we'll oh, see yes. before it's even, but we know it's happening. So I'm sure like, yeah, you know, like we know gears for, for a fact, gear six happened. The GTA rumor was happened a long time ago. Uh, it's fair to say God of War Return on Demon's Souls are coming to PC after they announced the Uncharted series is coming to PC. I feel like well, yeah, anything is possible at this point for PlayStation and PC. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I think this is like blown a little bit out of proportions. A little like, where I like I could see. That, I mean, it's yeah. like out of anything like, it, but is anything out of this like really like shocking? Like oh my god, like this like I think Injustice Three is very likely. Um, the ones that like kind of like definitely tell me that I, I believe them more is like the fact that like Bayonetta three for PC, like I said, uh, uh, Halo five for PC, like that game's been out for almost six years. People don't really like it that much. Um, and they announced like, why? Thing. Why? Now? Why would they do it? Now? I mean, I guess like maybe they just do it to do it, but it's like I don't know. It's like because everything, but it's like why would they do it? Now? It's like it's weird that it, like it's one of those things though where it's like it's weird that it hasn't happened yet, but it's also at this point like. What's the point of doing it now? Kind yeah, of and seeing a list where it's something that's going to be coming out for PC, yeah. like for Steam or something like yeah, that. It's like, it is, yeah, that's just funny. I feel like that'd be something they just put on their Windows thing. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know if the Halo games are on Steam or not, uh, or if they're like exclusive to Windows. Um, well, but one thing's for sure is like maybe some of these things will be announced come like Tokyo Game Show or. And that was even, kind of where yeah. I was leaning. It's like, I, that, that was kind of where I was thinking about like. I think we'll have a better clue, like, maybe, but TGS. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't even think that means anything because, like, the, the Walmart one happened because it was like a lot of these games were going to be announced at E3. This wasn't leaked by Nvidia. This was a, a hacker that leaked yep. this. So that's. I mean, but I feel like Kingdom Hearts Four, like, no, no, like it's probably going to happen eventually, but no. No, and it's gonna be another but, ten years until it comes out. Yeah, but it's like even when the Kingdom Hearts three finally came out, I feel like nobody like there's nothing wrong. I should say nobody cared, but there were people really that cared. cared but when there's people, the hardcore. Every, everything has a hardcore fan base. I get from it. a lot of some of the hardcore Kingdom Hearts fans when three came out and stuff. They the expectations of that game didn't meet what they thought was going to be met yeah. in that regard. So that's for some of the diehard, like Kingdom Hearts fans. There were some yeah. that enjoyed it, but there were others that were highly disappointed but, because it took 10 years and then you get that type of result. For yeah. the game. And then the vast majority just didn't care or were ambivalent yeah. of it or that played it. And then like, eh, it's fine. So yeah. it's like, it moved on. So I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, we got the, got the weird ass rock band Kingdom Hearts game last year. So, I mean, there's definitely an audience that will buy those games. I just don't, I can't see them doing a full-blown Kingdom Hearts game, especially so soon. Um, Kingdom anyways, Hearts 4, Mickey Does Drugs. Yeah, I mean, I'd buy that one. Um, <laughs> I would be the one. I'd be in the game giving him the drugs. Um, don't do drugs, kids. Uh, unless you buy it from me. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible, but seriously. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so we had a couple of delays this week as well. Yes. Um, one of them leaked the day be- the night before. Um, really? Well, it's kind of funny. So like Jeff, Jeff Grubb like, teased on Twitter. Uh, which like kept me awake for a little while because he teased it like like ten o'clock at night on like I think it was like I think it was like Wednesday night. He's like, "It's delay season. Uh, expect a big game getting delayed." Uh, I'm like, and "What were you oh, thinking? No. It was I? I was thinking everything. I'm like, what if it's for, what if it's Horizon or what if it's Halo or what if it's fucking uh, Pokemon or people were like Elden Ring and then it was like 
I was like like going through trying to figure. Like, I was like scrolling through all those comments, and then a bunch of people after like eventually that are like kind of in the business were like, uh, "It's probably just Battlefield." I'm like, "Oh, okay, fuck, I'm going back to sleep now." But there was like a like a good thirty minute stretch where I'm like, "Oh no," because uh, like, you know. But uh, I mean, delays. I'm not gonna like ever be mad about a delay, but like you still don't want them to happen. But if they happen, they happen. Um, but uh, it's kind of kid. Nobody wants a kid, but if it happens, I guess it happens. Um, sorry, I had to just do a pregnant <laughs> <pound> there. <laughs> uh, but <God>. anyways, <laughs> okay, that was Battle- a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield uh, 2042. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, got delayed uh, from October 22nd to November 19th, and Dying Light 2 got de- delayed from December 8th to February 4th. Um, so not huge delays. I think the, the Dying Light 2 one coming out, you know, in December, also coming out the same day as Halo Infinite, uh, being delayed. Yeah. Even if it's just for like sales purposes, probably a good decision. But it's also going into like uh, a a fucking stretch from like late January to like basically March of like onslaught of fucking video games. So I don't know. I'll probably do better, but they just I went mean, from the frying pan into the fire. I, I feel like, well, I think they just went like from the fire to like the frying pan. That's next to the one that's on fire that hasn't been lit yet, but it's about to get lit. Oh. Um, if that makes it, I did a weird backward. I tried to do a, a backwards. It's like a backwards um, psychology sort of thing. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Cause I, well, I mean, I feel like, It'd be lost more in de- like in December than it will in February, because um, you're right, going up against right, you're going up against Halo, you, Pokemon, Halo, Forza, Call of Duty, Battle. Like you're going against all these big wigs, and you're coming out in December. You know you're going to get lost in the shuffle. Like you're going to be that Far Cry Three game where like there's going to be a lot of people that like you, but they're going to play you. They might play you like months later. Um, you know, not when it comes out, which obviously it's more important. To get, sales are more important at the beginning than they are later on. Um, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the Dying Light Two one, like whatever. That's fine. I I I always thought I was. I mentioned this at the time, where like Xbox had their Gamescom thing, where they they kicked off the Xbox Gamecoms event by announced by having like Dying Light Two there, and they already had the date of December eighth. But I'm like, that's, that's a weird thing. And then like, the next day at Jeff Keighley's Gamescom live thing, where they announced that Halo's coming out on like Xbox announced Halo's coming out in December. 8th. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Like you can't you give Dying Light this big scene and like you you let them kick off your event. And like, hey, remind people it's coming December eighth, and then the very next day you announced your biggest game you've released in a decade is coming out the same day. After yep. you just, it's like, wow, like maybe like, did you know you were fucking them and you felt kind of bad? And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> here's some here's some lube, I guess, to like make it hurt less. I don't know, um, but um, I think that the you know I think the, obviously the big thing is that Battlefield being delayed, going from October twenty second, where they at least had a couple weeks before. Call of Duty, now they're coming out two weeks after. On November 6th is Call of Duty uh, Vanguard. But then, like we talked about, Halo is coming out two weeks after, uh, or three weeks after, two weeks after, two weeks after Battlefield. So now it's like you had the advantage coming out early to now you're coming out in the middle. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's already was going to be a tough set. I think, I, I mean, it's going to sell millions of copies. Don't get me wrong. It's going to do, it's going to do fine. Um, I just wonder, like, I mean, Battlefield's in a weird place right now where, I mean, Battlefield Five came out. It's like I talk about time. Like I completely forgot that game ever came. Like I've got a pretty good memory about things, especially like video games. I don't know why. Even like okay. games I don't give a shit about. Like I'll remember them. Like I'll remember. Like I'll remember. I remember this happened. This came out here, and I remember like little weird backstories about shirts. Not everything, but normally like bigger games like this, I remember. And I was like I completely like forgot there was like 
I thought the I like I was like Battlefield One came out in 2015. We haven't had a Battlefield since. That was what I thought. And then like no, in 2017 we had Battlefield Five, and it came out and nobody cared. Or yeah. like, it sold well, and then everybody immediately left. Um, so it's like they're doing like this big sell. They're going all in with the portal mode where you like you can create uh, game modes. Uh, they have the fucking big ass twister with the giant game modes. Um, you know, but it's like when we talked about like the big thing we were talking about was the fact that like this is going to be a full price $70 game that's multiplayer only coming out where most big online games are now free to play. Yep. Um, you know, with obviously with microtransactions stuff like that, but it's like now you're going up against Halo. You're like, you're like, okay, you're like it was already going to be, I think, kind of tough for the future of that game uh, with, with even with the head start. But now it's like you're in the middle, sandwiched in, and then Halo's coming out. I know it's only, Halo's only going to be on PC and uh, Xbox, but Battlefield will be everywhere. But, um, well, on PlayStation, I guess. Um, but it's like that's going to be free to play. Call of Duty is Call of Duty. It's going to do, it's going to be the, it's going to be the biggest selling game of the year, no matter what. Like day one, it's going to outsell every other game. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think it's a, if it doesn't come out and wow us, like it doesn't have, like, I hope to God, like, that like that game comes out and, like, all the, like, th- this is, like, th- that extra month is everything they needed. It's going to come out day one. It's going to work great. It's going to blow people away because it's, like, we we talk all the time. There's games that come out and they just don't hit right away. A couple patches later or a few months later down the road, they come out they fix everything and it works great. We talk about all the time, like, Destiny, uh, uh, Rainbow Six, um, uh, Several, like, you know, even like a Fortnite where that game came out and no one gave a shit. And then obviously now it's Fortnite. Um, we talk about all the time where this shit happens and they say, but I don't think this, I don't feel like Battlefield right now has, like, I think there's some buzz around that game, but I don't think it has that, um, that leash this time around to mm. be, to get good in January. Like, it's going right, to be right. good at launch or it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's toast because it's it's battle. It's gonna do fine, but it's not gonna. I mean, it's just gonna be fucking tenth fiddle to Call of Duty again. And then on top of that, if Halo comes out and hits, now you gotta deal with Halo. So I don't know. I, I there's just definitely um, rock and a hard place right now. Literally a rock and a hard place with, in between Call of Duty and Halo. But I mean, what's your overall thoughts on all this? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it's like I can understand the delays for both of those games. Yeah, of course. I mean, for yeah. Battlefield, yeah, I can understand. A couple weeks after Call of Duty, since Call of Duty does have the biggest draw in regards to the sales, in regards to, like, they usually have, like, the biggest sales of, like, the entire year, quintessentially, every time they release a Call of Duty game. So having it a couple weeks after, you know, that's no big deal. Dying Light, yeah, I could see it now, considering it is, like, you just touched upon the same day as the release of Halo Infinite, and then go into that February time period but what i was saying earlier where it kind of feels like the from the frying pan into the fire is like yeah it's not gonna you know it could have very easily been buried frying by like halo infinite and all that other stuff and everything else that's coming out from that holiday period all the way to the beginning of december but now it's going to be piled on from what's going to be coming out from late january all the way through like the february type of edition too not only just before it's released but eventually the weeks leading after because it's like no matter where it was placed at from what i from what i kind of feel about it it's going to be buried in february too so that's why i kind of felt like hey if you're going to release going to be releasing at some form of period or somewhere it's like you're going to have it to where maybe a brief week potentially before initially you know you get outshadowed by something else 
that's kind of like how I feel like where it may happen in terms of that February launch period for Dying Light 2. But, uh, yeah, I, I just get the feeling that this game is just going to be completely buried by everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like Dying Light 2 has a, I mean, at least at that in February 4th, it's going to have its own day. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's that's something instead of being buried by the biggest game of the, you know, probably that's the biggest true. game of the fall and the holiday season. Um, so there's that. And like Dying Light, the first game did did really well for that. I mean, it's not pulling, you know, Call of Duty hate or anything numbers like that. Obviously, no one, no. no one is. But like, they're not. It's not like it's probably a, a, a multi-million seller. But I think that and that game came out good buzz. I remember Jake when that game came out in 2014, like raved about that fucking game. Like he loved that game. It was in his top ten game that year. One of his top ten games that year. Uh, and a lot of people like really enjoyed that game. There's a lot of buzz around that. So I think I think it'll do fine. Well, going back to the battlefield, like I, like I want to point out, like delays happen. It's fine. It's, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about the ladies. I'm not like, you know, saying, oh, you're fucked now. You fucked yourself. But, like, I'm just saying, I'm pointing out, like, it's in a tough situation. But I feel like, I just want to go back to the battlefield real fast, where I feel like if this game is coming out, like, how much are you going to do in a month? Maybe a lot. Obviously, we're not game developers. But uh, when I hear, like, multiple people in the industry, thought, like, I've said over the years, like, you can't, you're not, I mean, maybe, like, there's just, like, enough there. Like, I, but I feel like most likely it's, like, the game's still gonna have a lot of issues when it comes out. This is gonna have a lot less issues, but I, I wonder like if the game would be better off like, okay, well instead of all right, cool, like we're gonna have a lot less issues. It's gonna run better. Maybe the game would be better off coming out in like March, or something. Like I know it's not gonna get that holiday bump, but maybe it's better for you long term to, maybe it's a, I don't know I don't know I don't know what the sales numbers for these games are. Let's say you come out in November nineteenth and you sell twenty million copies. But then it's not as great as it was, or it gets you know buried by uh, Call right. of Duty and Halo, the new hotness. Then we forget about it. Maybe it comes out in March, and maybe you sell 10 million copies, uh, and it goes on f- for years, and it does really, really well. I don't know. I don't know what's more. Or maybe they I, could have just done like the free to like the free to play sort of approach, yeah. where the initial thing is free, and then charge for each in corresponding season, sort of like uh, how Destiny Two sometimes does with their yeah. content, or even with a lot of stuff. I mean. To be perfectly honest with you, for this online-only type of game, if they don't have like a single-player like component to it, then it's like it doesn't make sense to le- release it like in full price on the initial get-go and stuff, and then just charge for other types of maybe cosmetics or whatever the heck it is that they want to insert in for premium costs. If they want to do it like in this like a live service sort of aspect of it, then it would have made better sense to just have a free-to-play thing, have everyone go through, have a lot of eyes on it initially when it launched and stuff, so that way people have a chance to play it, experience it through all its, like, it's all its good points, all its faults and stuff, give some critical critiques or something, but the ones that stuck on, get the, maybe get to pay, like, maybe $10 for every, like, a couple months or something for each individual season in that regards. Maybe they're, like, three months long, maybe they're five months long, you don't know. But at yeah. the same point, they have the options to pick and choose what they want to go through throughout that whole experience instead of just saying, okay, here's $60 right now for that, and you're just basically getting the same shit and paying more on top of the things. So yeah. the initial thing, what I'm saying is, cut the $60, have it free to play, and then people will chime in with their microtransaction stuff in that grand scheme of things if you want to have this more than, like, say, a year on the market. Yeah, but also it's like that. It's it's Battlefield, and it's got EA push behind it, EA money behind it. So that thing's going to generate tens of million dollars in profits day one. Regardless. Well, true. Regardless and it's just a matter. That. It's just a matter of like how long it stays in public eye. Is a big difference. Which, who knows? If if it, if it turns out to be a hit, and 
it's a hit and they pay, everybody paid seventy dollars to get in, then I mean, who are they gonna care? Like then, like cool. Well, we got, they're not gonna care regardless if they get all that money on day one. I mean, hell, that's yeah. The thing about but a I, mean, I, they, I think they'd rather get you know obviously they'd rather you get it, make you all pay, make us all pay seventy bucks, and then keep us for multiple years. Um, but then you know maybe they you know get more people and they get us a few people for ten million. Or ten dollars every couple months, and then move on. But, uh, anyways, we got to move on to some other news here. Gables, uh, we have one of my favorite things to talk about every fucking month. Gables, we got MPDs, buddy. There we uh, go. And it's kind of interesting. What the fuck is going on? Why? why I got a giant ass ad that's right over my goddamn. Like, <laughs> it is literally taking up half the fucking screen. Wow! It was blocking you got an everything. Ad, huh? Yeah, and like it like there was no click away. It wasn't like a video. It was just an ad. It was just, that was weird. Anyways, yeah, it's really annoying. Anyways, this doesn't this affects nobody but me. Uh, so, anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, God, it's back. God damn it. Go okay. I click away. It's okay. I fix it. Holy shit! I was about to get very angry. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so our top twenty games for the August um, in this order of uh, number twenty: Super Mario Party. Back in the top 20 after a month off. It was 23, so barely out of the list. Uh, Mario Golf, uh, Super Rush, uh, dropped from 6th to 19th, it was, but it's third month on the NPDs, so obviously that's that's expected, but I think it's still a pretty drastic drop. Uh, Breath of the Wild went from 17th to 18th. Uh, Mario 3D World went from 14th, uh, now they're 17th. Mario Kart 11, uh, Mario Kart, Mortal Kombat 11 went from 15th to 16th. Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, went up from 18th to 15th. Animal Crossing New Horizon uh, dropped from 12 to 14. Ratchet and Clank ripped apart went from 11 to 13. Call of Duty Modern Warfare went from 9 to 12. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate went from 10 to 11. It will be the show uh, 21 went from 7 to 10. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla jumped from 20th to 9th, but I believe it did have a content uh, update uh, last month as well. Minecraft went from 5th to 8th. Uh, Skyward Sword went from number one to number seven. It was it came out mid July, so this is the second yeah. month on the market. Uh, Mario Kart went from four to six. Uh, Miles Morales jumped from eight to five. Wow, way to go for you! Humankind, which is a, a PC only game, a Sega game of all things, uh, brand first month on the market went jumped all the way to fourth. Uh, Black Ops Cold War went from two to three, jumping from a hundred and tenth last month for the month of July to number two. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and then number one for the uh, 22nd straight year, I believe. Um, Madden takes the number one spot, taking the first, taking the number one overall spot for the uh, first month on the market. Um, basically, since they began really tracking uh, with MPDs, it's, it's got the number one spot. It's launch month. Um, so, yeah, a pretty, uh, I mean, chalk list for the most part. A lot of those things we expected. Uh, Humankind jumping, brand new game. Uh, it's already. I think it's already like the highest selling uh, new PC game of the year. Um, now I'm coming in at number four, which I don't think we, we rarely ever see PC only games on these. I don't think we ever have before, honestly. Not really. Ghost Shima had the uh, director's cut come out uh, at the end of August. So I mean, this is based off dollar sales. This isn't based off uh, individual sales. Um, so we we hear about games that jump back in randomly. On these lists, but it's like because they they drop for like twenty dollars or from sixty to twenty or something for a couple of weeks, and that puts them back in. Um, but I wonder, like, I want to know how many like is this people upgrading from the ten the ten to thirty dollar edition, and how many people are like buying this for the first time on maybe people that have a PS4 still finally just broke down and just bought didn't play it before, bought it, bought the director's cut, or 
they did say Sony PlayStation did say that uh, over twenty five percent of uh, PS five owners didn't have a PS four. So maybe a lot of people that just wow. missed the Goshima train uh, jumping in. Uh, but I don't know, pretty pretty uh, unique list. Gibbles, what's your overall thoughts on this list? Well, let's see. The overall thoughts I have, for one, for Ghost of Tsushima, you do bring up a good point, just because it doesn't clarify in specifics if it's like, say, how many people were there actually investing upon the the upgrades, you know, the Iki Island stuff, that expansion thing, as opposed to, say, people that are buying the game or rebuying the game, you know, for from PS4 to PS5, or how... Like, say, what, 25% of people who own a PS5 or something like that, like, uh, never even played, like, certain PS4 content or just something didn't of that have a sort. PS4. Yeah, just didn't have a PS4 in general. But uh, I thought that uh, from the initial sales wars that, sales-wise, this probably could have been, like, top 10, but I was not expecting number two for Ghost of Tsushima. That elevation, that surprised me. Obviously, the Nintendo game stuff, that doesn't really surprise me too much because, you know, the games that were out that uh, initially lasted for the summer periods, let's say like Skyward Sword and Mario Golf, they're now progressively going off the list in regards to the sales because of, uh, well, obviously, you know, the key franchises that I keep on selling year after year. You're talking about Madden, you're talking about Call of Duty, you're talking about, like, even, like, a Nintendo games that normally sell incredibly well with Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, you know, it's like those games will consistently sell on there and then it's like the progressive other stuff just sliding on down but uh yeah you know what sounds great valhalla that was an interesting jump but like you were stating before you know expansion stuff probably new like uh content coming out from that game i mean hell it also also pays to know that uh, they're not going to be putting out a new assassin's creed game in quite like a long while considering they're focusing on this uh, next year yeah Yeah. at least till next year when they focus upon this whole interwoven sort of live service or whatever the heck thing they have planning in the wings but uh overall there's one thing for certain it's like august another madden another madden game selling number one overall so that's not really too much of a surprise but it just tells you that uh, the summer months winding down and uh, a lot of the interesting stuff is going to be happening not only for this month but also in terms of october (laughs) yeah yeah especially because we're gonna like we get a lot of we we get a lot of new releases September and October, but usually the big big games come out in November. Um, so November is gonna be very interesting, definitely, because we have uh, Call of Duty, Pokemon, and now Battlefield in that list, and sure there's a couple other games I'm forgetting about as well. Um, but yeah, I mean we have nine games here that are Nintendo Switch exclusives, which usually pretty usually eight to ten That's in there. Normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most it's usually around half of that list is Nintendo. I, I mean you definitely see games dropping, like I said, like. Uh, Skyward Sword went from one to seven. Mario Kart um, went from four to six. Like I think every Nintendo game on this list dropped, except for Mario Party, jumped from twenty third to twenty. But like, even like uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, I think went from second to sixth to nineteenth. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, like yeah, like I'm looking at every every um, Nintendo game did drop at least um, one to two spots, except for. Skyward Sword. Other than that, and I'm curious. Like, obviously, I'm I'm shocked. Mario Party still selling one of the top 25 selling games because um, we do have a new Mario Party coming out. I think next month. Yeah, um, supposedly a better month. version of it coming out yeah. next month. So yeah, it's like the All Star edition of that. So yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, we're yeah, like I said, we're definitely into the summer months where like there's very there's not very many new games 
uh, coming out, and it's like no shock that Madden's up there. Like it's kind of like Call of Duty. I mean, it's on a smaller scale, obviously, but like that game's gonna come out. It's gonna sell right away. I think it's already it's already the third highest selling game of the year. Um, let me look at this. Uh, yes, yeah, it's the twenty second consecutive year that Madden has reached number one uh, in its launch month. Um, I just wonder. Have a f- yeah, a few things I wanted to point out. They, they kind of mentioned here. Uh, sales, uh, video game sales went up seven percent uh, compared to this time last year. So, even though like you know last year, obviously the pandemic was a lot worse than what it was right now, um, sales continue to go up. And a lot of that most of that is because of uh, console sales. Because uh, yeah. people are buying, you know, PS5s and Xbox Series are coming out, and they're just you know selling out as fast as they're going out. Um, that's oh, kind of interesting yeah, here. Absolutely. So, Last of Us Part Two did not make the top twenty list overall, but it did drop. Uh, it made the number ten spot for play, top top selling games of uh, PlayStation. It jumped from twenty third to twenty because they had, uh, the, like I mentioned, the twenty dollar price, uh, twenty dollar. Um, they're selling for, on sale for twenty dollars. Um, Right. But here's the top. I do find this kind of interesting. I look at it every now and again. Top ten best selling games of the year so far: Black Ops Cold War number one. It'll be the show number two. Uh, Resident Evil Village number three. Madden NFL 22 uh, already at the four spot. Mario 3D World is five. Um, Miles Morales is six. Mario Kart eight is seven. Uh, Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Rise at number eight. Minecraft at number nine. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla number ten. So. I mean, it's kind of surprising, actually. That's honestly more surprising. It's just like, I wouldn't expect the show and Village uh, and Monster Hunter Rise to be that high in the list. But um, I kind of thought that, uh, you know, MLB The Show, yeah, that definitely was going to be selling higher in comparison to, say, because it's on two consoles as opposed to just and being PC. on the Sony platform. Oh, yeah, and PC as well, you know. All those platforms helped bolster it. Plus, you know what? People do have a craving to play baseball and... Mm. Uh, Having a monopoly on one platform and stuff like that definitely did help Sony for a while and stuff, but it actually propelled it higher in popularity because of coming onto PC and also the Xbox as well. I'm just kind of surprised because of the Game Pass thing, like being yeah. But yeah, the I Game guess, Pass love is was crazy. Yeah, I, I'm just, but I mean, I guess like Outriders. I mean, that came out Game Pass day one, and it was like, yep. uh, it sold like I think like two million copies its first month on the market. So yeah, really. Yeah. So I mean, even yeah, I don't know. Uh, but moving on, we got some uh, some quick hitters here we want to talk about real fast. Um, we had uh, so PlayStation uh, acquired a company called Fire Sprite, which yep. don't be alarmed if you have never heard of them. Uh, I think most people hadn't really ever heard of them. Uh, they are. Uh, it's funny, like they're like you would think, like like I said, most of us haven't heard of them, but like they're actually a pretty large studio out of UK. Like I believe they actually they have two hundred fifty more than two hundred fifty people on staff. Um, and they are they are about the same size as Insomniac, uh, which is pretty crazy. They're one of the, they're now like like the third or fourth biggest studio under under PlayStation. Um, and what's kind of crazy is that this t- team was actually most of it is based it was like the Sony Liverpool team that made Wipeout, and after they were closed in 2012, they created Fire Sprites. So now they've been acquired by uh, they're back in the PlayStation fold. Uh, kind of their bigger games like The Persistent, uh, which was a PSVR exclusive um, game that came out. I I'm, I'm looking at screenshots and I recognize screenshots, but when I heard the name, I couldn't remember it. But I recognize that now. Um, but I guess what's interesting is like, okay, because we know they're making the new VR. Uh, but I guess one of the things they're working on is they're working on a 
triple a, a unique triple a uh first person shooter multiplayer game not first person shooter multiplayer game they are making we know they're making two different games but that's the big game that we know for like based off of like games they're hiring for that's what we know they're making so another big acquisition from them but um yeah i don't know i mean like kind of what's your oh and then they are uh also a, they're hiring for a narrative adventure um that's also an action shooter so are they are they making the next Uncharted game? Who knows? Uh, but I don't know. Give us kind of. I mean, we we keep seeing this. You know that these acquisitions are happening now more than really we've ever seen. Faster than we've ever seen them, and more frequently than we've ever seen before. I mean, um, is there anything else you really want to add to that one? Well, for that one, I understand like uh, the position that Sony's in right at the moment, where it's like. They're heavily still thinking about VR and producing more games in that regards for but a, in an eventual, I would think, like a PlayStation VR 2. So what was the main company and stuff that was helping them out in those in that uh, response right there? Well, Fire Sprite Studios. So yeah. locking them down and stuff, making sure they don't go to the competition and stuff. While on top of that, having them go forth and create new content in regards to bolstering this eventual PSVR 2, which personally has not been announced, but I feel like is a, a distinct possibility. Because, uh, you know, it's just another avenue and stuff to type in. I type into, you know, tap into, considering, hey, PSVR, for what it was and stuff, was successful for what it was. You know, it yeah. successfully went through and sold plenty of, like, units and stuff. Had a bunch of interesting games in that regards. I never personally touched it. But yeah. at the same time, it's... Mine's in the closet. At the same time, you know, it's like having that type of studio at your at your, like, uh, payroll and stuff like that, that knows how to develop these in-depth, like, say, VR experiences to where you can go to them and stuff and try to create the basics or the basic crux of uh, keyline experiences for an eventual launch of that peripheral and stuff, that PSVR 2, I mean, that's heavily important. So yeah. them acquiring Fire Sprite Studios, I feel like, makes absolute sense because it locks them down and it helps them in the future. Yeah, I mean the only thing we know about the PS4 VR2 is like we know what the control what the controllers looks like. That's the only thing PlayStation said about it is they've they've showed like some de- development shit about the controller. Dude, but, watch um, it be like some sort of like a Jordy sort of like freaking thing across your face or something. Yeah, like I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. I, mean, I wonder if it's gonna be more of the same, but um, I imagine it's gonna be kind of more like the 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 Vive thing where uh, with the 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 wrap the wrap around your hands kind of shit, which. Sounds way better than the fucking ones. It's going to um, be you, like, sticking your head up a turkey. <laughs> it's just going to be that episode of uh, South Park, like, from, like, season three or whatever, where um, they, they make fun of the... What's the fucking thing with the Paul Bart mall cop thing he the, he rides around on? Segway. Segway. When they make fun of the Segway uh, when that first launch, and, like, Randy Marsh make... And it's, it's funny is this car, like, basically exists now. Not exactly how Randy Marsh made it in South Park. Where, like, it's, like, a one-seater, but it's, like, uh, it's got two wheels but it's not a motorcycle and like the top part it's like a circle though but then it's got okay but it's got two wheels so it doesn't like s- s- rotate but like randy marsh made like a fucking uh anything you know, it's got a gas pedal and brake it's a, it looks like a normal vehicle but it's 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 a fucking i don't know I, I, it's it's crazy i've seen it out in the wild but anyways uh <laughs> it looks just like the episode that they did like in like 2002 uh randy marsh <laughs> made this fucking uh vehicle that was a one-seater but instead of a seat uh and like you being in a seat position you actually like instead of having a seat belt you just shove this thing up your ass to lock yourself in 
and then you control the mechanism that looks like a dildo that has a bunch of buttons on it and you control how it moves with your mouth um so i hope and it was just called it and it was just called this is it um and i, I hope it's just that that would be hilarious um if it's not that i don't want it Although I guess so, if it is that, I don't know if I want it either. <laughs> oh, I just kind of want to see it happen. I guess no, I don't want to see it happen. Yeah, let's just let's just have somebody from Sony what. demonstrate this yeah. <laughs> live on stage. Yeah, I'll I'll do it for a, a set fee. Let's I'm not going to say Jim Ryan demonstrate it. <laughs> I mean, for the proper amount of money, I'll do it. But I'm not going to say the figure. Uh, but it's got to be at least six. Looks you dead in the face like this is three hundred and ninety nine US dollars. Yes. Sold. Uh moving on. I don't know how I got there, but I did. Sorry. Um uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you, you, you did this to yourself. Uh also, um this one kind of like I guess you'd say suddenly, but um Sony did announce that they're shutting down these servers for the all the little big planet games besides three. Yeah. Uh, so all the ones on Vita and PS3, they did shut the servers down quietly. Kind of, they announced it, but it wasn't like a big news story. Um, no. They shut the servers down because of a DDoS attack, and they're worried about. Um, obviously, I mean, everybody knows about the Sony hack from in like 2011. So yeah, they're they worried about that. So they shut the that. servers down, which is kind of like when it, when something gets DDoS attacked, that's usually what they do. Is they shut the shut everything down to fix everything, but. Um, yeah, they showed, and then they they announced finally that was like back in like March, and then they announced this this past week that um, the only now little big playing game you can play online is Sackboy's Big Adventure, which is the PS5 launch game, but it's basically a 3D world clone, and then Little Big Planet Three, which is a PS4 game from 2015. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to add on this. Um, I'm sure they they, they sounds like they gave it their best effort to get it back up and running but i probably just like this is a console this is these are games from uh on dead dead consoles that are two generations ago um and they probably just kind of looked at like look at a flow chart it's like here's how much this is going to cost us uh and here's how much it's really worth it's like just get rid of it like they did say any dlc that you own for it you can still download uh basically the only thing is you can't create uh an up and upload uh new levels um, or play yep. other people's levels, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like. I don't have too much to add on this. What, what do you guys think, Gables? Well, I think it's really, a, really much of like a shame that uh, DDoS attack is the thing that uh, kind of sped up in the initial like uh, burial of the online things for the first two little big planet games, especially the ones on the Vita as well, where it's like. A lot of those contents, the creator contents and stuff, I mean, this came pretty much without warning, quintessentially. I mean, it was a quick, like, announcement. Okay, we're going to be shutting down the servers and this doing that, you know? So it's like, you have now a lot of these content and stuff that was released over the years where you can't simultaneously even play any longer. So that's yeah. a big bummer. But at the top, at this time and stuff, if uh, for those that really wanted to go through, like, a completionist effort and stuff and complete those games, you can no longer do that either. So, yeah, it definitely is like a kick in the pants, but at the same time, it's like, I look at my time with Little Big Planet 1 and 2, where it's like, yeah, I've had some fun playing the online components of it. I did have my own type of fun, like creating content, like doing like a bunch of, I didn't really create levels, but I more or less like just played a bunch of levels, maybe screwed around a couple times with friends or whatsoever, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those cases and scenarios to where it's like, this is 
the unfortunate thing for this digital future to where it's like, you know, you have games from like, say, 10 or 15 years ago or something that were online that are on systems that hardly anyone wants to play any longer and stuff, and they just quietly just get cut off, you know? Yeah. So, I, you know, in a way, I'm sad about it, but at the same time, I understand why it's going. Yeah. And it's just like, this is like what's so stupid about like DDoS tax. Like, you're not really, like, what are you, what, like, what's the benefit here? Like, I hate that. Like, for anything, I mean, like, this is a big deal. Like, it was a 4th of July weekend that DDoS attack happened to Apex, and it's like a bunch of developers went on Twitter. It's like, all you did was like ruin, like ruin all the developers' weekend because now we had to work during Fourth of July weekend to fix this, um, you know, to stop yeah. this from getting worse. So it's like that's like all you did. Like you didn't like you didn't get any money out of this. You didn't get anything out. Like you just ruined a bunch of people's holiday weekend. Um, like we've seen like DDoS t- happen twice now um, on Extra Life during game day. Where yeah, we have t- twenty nineteen that happened. I think in twenty. 15 2014 20, happened yes yeah, see 2014 and then 2019 and stuff like that to where yeah, so. hey you know what people want to spend their one day one day in regards to the years just raising money for sick kids and stuff like that and that's how you choose to uh, go <laughs> forth and try to yeah extend your own type of ideals and agendas and stuff is through like trying to make other people's lives miserable on that day i mean come on yeah I, that's one i mean not to get on an extra life tangent here but uh, that's why I just don't understand because, like, I, 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 I can see, like, we're like, oh, you can, like, brag to, like, people in, like, the hacker people and shit like that. Like, you hear about that, like, they use it to, like, kind of help their cred and stuff like that. It's like, it's like that, I feel like, yeah, I, I uh, cost this children's charity uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars by doing a, uh, <laughs> by DDoS attacking them on their biggest day of the year. It's like, I wouldn't, who, who would you brag to about that? I was like, who, who could defend that? It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. You, so a bunch of sick kids aren't going to get help now. Well, you're scum of the earth. You go hang out. You can go hang out with Bill Cosby. Um, but, uh, anyways, that, that's kind of, uh, it for the quick hitters. I was going to like talk about the fact that God of war is only going to have two games. Why they, they talked about Corey Barlog in an interview, um, said why they, they're only doing two games in North mythology. Uh, but I don't want to spend a 20 minute rant on that. So I'm going to just not do that. Maybe we'll do it next week or something. I don't yeah, know. We'll save it for another time. Yeah. We'll see if I got it every next week. Uh, it's not really a rant. It's just a 20 minute, like tangent. I can go on about this. <laughs> God knows I didn't do enough last week. Uh, but let's, let's move on to, to what, to what we've been playing. Gables, okay. if you do not mind, uh, I, I would like to go first. All right, go ahead. All right. Thank you. Uh, so the first, I guess it's the only game I played this week is Life is Strange Two True Colors. Um, if you missed last week, I basically started the show by going on like a 20 minute long uh, thing about how much I love this game. Uh, I'm not going to do it this week, uh, but my fucking God, I love this game. Gables. Gables. I knew this was going to be one of your games of the year. <laughs> I think it might be my game of the year. Oh, that's strong. Awesome. That yeah, like I okay. It's not only did I beat this game, I platinumed it. Oh wow! Which, hey, that's a rarity for you. Yeah, like if you look at my platinums, I like they're all Telltale games, Jazz Punk, and there's My Name Is my Mayo. Name is Mayo, <laughs> which I even <laughs> Gables remembers that of all things. Like and, and Rocket League, which I uh, which Rocket League I just got from playing the game, 
with you yep. guys for like you hundreds I, of hours. You and I both played on that game because we played a lot of it together. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even trying. It was just like I just got it through playing the game. Uh, but yeah, I, I adore this game. And the Platinum's not super hard to get. You can basically just got to find all the collectibles, which um, if you just walk around the world, you just kind of bump into them all. Um, and then it's literally just like a block. So it's not like... Um, it's not, it's not hard to do. Anyways, um, I love this game. Uh, I loved it even more. It was funny. I was like, I played the first two chapters back to back last Saturday. I came out just last Friday, um, and I wanted to keep playing it, but then I wanted to watch you know Hawkeye's game started. So it was a Cyhawk game. I had to watch that, and then we had to record. So I never got back to it. And then Sunday I woke up late, um, and then watched football all day. And then I don't have time during the week to watch to, to play games. So then like Friday came, and I was telling Gills for the show. I was like. But I was like, okay, I, I need to. I've been wanting to play this all fucking week. I want to get back to it. I'm loving this game. So uh, last night, Friday night, like eight o'clock, um, I was like, I'm gonna play through. I'll play through one more episode because you can. Great thing is they put all the episodes out right away instead of making us wait uh, weeks or months for the next one. Um, and I beat the first episode, and I'm like, oh, that was incredible. Like, I'll play the next one, and then four, I beat episode four. And I'm like, well, I can't go to bed right now. I got to fucking find out like what happens here in the conclusion. There's five <laughs> episodes. And then I beat it and I looked and it was like 1245 in the morning. I'm like, holy shit. Which for people who don't know, uh, I don't do that ever. Almost ever. On my own. Like if we have a gamer night time, I might stay up late and play games. But yeah. if I'm just me by myself playing games, I, you know, I'm an old man. You know, I'm 32 now. Uh, I got, I got some. Where's it? Where's it? For, oh for come on! Years. You don't really see the gray hair through your beard. <laughs> it's in there. It's right there. You kind of see it. That it, it, well, a little tinge. Yeah, yeah, right there, right there. Sorry for audio <laughs> listeners, but I zoomed in really hard on my beard, my gray hair. But I got gray hair. You know, I'm getting old. Uh, I go to bed early. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, that I I fucking blew through it, and it was like I was like. There's like, you know, like when you finish like a really good series, like a t- TV series or a video game and you're just like, there's that, there's no point in living anymore kind of feeling where it's like, well, you say that like, ah, I love that. But it's like also like, oh man, I'm sad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like, I sat up for like another hour, just like bummed. I'm like, I fucking love that, <laughs> which never, I mean, I don't have that feeling often, but when I do, it's like, you know, it's big, big, it's bigger. Like it's series. I love like. It was, my, my plan was to like beat that and then play, then watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it was also the series finale, and that's like one of my all time favorite shows. I'm like, oh, no. I can't do this back to back. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I gotta wait. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna watch it tomorrow because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need some time on that one because that one's gonna hurt. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know I loved it. I loved uh, the story of Alex Chen. Um, kind of a quick recap, real fast. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week. Um, she grew up in an orphanage. Her and her brother got separated eight years ago and he actually found her. Um, and it starts with, um, he's living in this town called Haven Spring in Colorado. You're basically in the Rockies, you know, like you're in this mountain town. That's basically like, it's a mining town. So everybody basically works for Typhon, which is the mining company of this town. Um, and she gets, she finally gets out the orphanage. She's 21 and she goes there and to live with her brother, Gabe, uh, no relations to Gables. Um, and uh, they the the very first day, and this is not really much of a spoiler. If you're watching the trailers, this is like the first thing I talk about. Is in the first episode, he, the first day there, he dies in in an accident, um, which might not be an accident. So it's kind of a murder mystery kind of thing where it's like 
what's the story going on with this one but like honestly like and that's kind of like the weird thing about these games like there's a bigger story that goes on with these games but honestly i love everything i love about the games is the stuff that's not the main like i sometimes i just like don't like the main story like it's even though it's really good and interesting i want to know what happens like it gets in the way of like how much I love these characters. And I love this town. Like you got Jed who owns the, uh, he, who's a retired miner who now owns the bar, the local bar, the black lantern. Um, you got Riley who's like wants to go to college, uh, but sh- she helps her grandma run the flower shop and she's getting older. Eleanor is her name. Uh, Charlotte who is Gabe's boyfriend, uh, not Gabe or Gabe's uh, girlfriend rather. And she's got a son named Ethan. Um, he was huge into, um, comics uh and it's really like episode three is like one of the most charming things like gables it turns into a uh uh a side-scrolling um jrpg eh. an episode yeah you, you so like minor spoilers i guess real fast i'm not gonna like spoil story stuff but like so ethan like basically gabe was like a dad to him but it's like that was uh gabe's stepson uh and then he dies because um and so like ethan who's like 10 11 12 years old I uh, super depressed about, you know, Gabe dying. And so the whole town gets together and decides to do a whole LARP uh, festival for him because uh, they were going to go to a LARP thing in Denver the very next week until he died. So to like make him happy. So then like you as Alex, you are a bard who plays a uh, guitar. Okay. And so you go on this LARPing adventure. Uh, you, like you do, you basically do like a story of LARPing of people don't know LARPing. It's a live action role play. Like if you're yeah. going to the park and see people like fighting with fake weapons in the park, that's LARPing. Uh, so they, like, but it literally turns into like, so like the people in the town dress up as like, uh, like evil, like dire wolves and shit. And like, it turns into a, a, a uh, for like a, like a half of an episode turns into like a, uh, a turn-based battling game. And it even does like corny, like 2d, like, almost like 2d sprite music which is just incredible and i'm like i was like ear to ear smiling the whole like i love this this is so charming um you know you got like other characters like steph uh who who like is a the local radio dj and uh who runs a record store uh ryan who is the son of jed who's like the the park ranger and uh jason pike who is the the sheriff of the town it's like there's so many like memorable characters um and it's like, I loved all of them. I like, I, I, every time, like I got a chance to walk around the town and just like, and there's like, what's so cool is like, there's so much that you can miss that could make drastic changes to like the story. Um, like, like things like would like you could, uh, you find this person just off in this, like you walk to the store, you walk around, take this back alley over here and you like have this whole conversation with them. And then kind of the thing with, with Alex is that once again, like just like last week, front to the whole preference of like her story is the fact she has superpowers where she can like see an aura around. If, if someone feels emotion strong enough, she sees an aura around them. And that color is there is kind of their, their feeling is like there is the, what, what their um, emotion is. And if it's strong enough, it makes Alex feel that too. So if someone's super angry, she feels the anger and now she's really angry. Uh, and then also if she feels that strong enough. She can kind of read their mind kind of sort of, and get a gist of what um, they're angry about or what they're scared about or like, um, happy about or whatever. And it's just like, you use that to like your advantage to like, and sometimes like unlock new dialogue that can like open up a whole new section with other characters later on, or, um, open up a whole new dialogue with that before going to that conversation that could totally change the way things progress with these characters. Um, which like I said, everything ties into the end. Um, but I came away, like I love the game. Um, 
super uh, just incredible story like once again this is deck nine this is even like you know they made before the storm which was the prequel side story they made for life exchange one two they even make they're not even the creators of this and i feel this is the best work i think they made two of the four uh uh if i had to rank them i'd put there's uh one and two like this is one before the storm is two life exchange one is three life exchange two is fourth by by country mile i think uh but totally blown away i i, I thought i would like this game I was a little like, but I was going in like this is gonna be a seven out of ten kind of game, like I was hoping for, because I just did not like two, uh, and I, you know, deck nine as much as I love before the storm. They never actually had to create their own characters in the whole world. Like they just, even though they made a really great story, the story had already been. This is a it was a prequel of a universe that had already been made, so we already knew the beats of the story. It was just, but they, anyways, they knocked out the park. I love this game, uh, rambling. The music once again, they, they are the best at with these life is strange franchises they are the best at music they find some of these great indie um artists and they put them in the game and they did some really great jobs with like putting in like uh even like some mainstream um people in here like they had fucking kings of leon uh mechanical bull which is one of my favorite bands um they they brought they had some music from them in on a few other come more like they had creep by radiohead um they had that in there but yeah this man like multiple times that me ear to ear smiling uh depressed because of shit that happened uh like tears not like straight up you know uh snot bubble crying but you know tears like it hit me on a lot of levels uh some happy tears some sad tears but uh yeah this they fucking knocked this out of the park fantastic game um if you are at all like if you like those telltale kind of games or Life is Strange in the past. Like, this is their best work ever. And you do not need to play the, the other ones to play this one. The only tie-ins to the previous game is that Steph is in Before the Storm, but she's like a side character um, in that game. And then, I mean, you could just jump right into this one, and uh, it's its own side, its own story. But it's in the universe, but it's its own story. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10. Um, I mean, it's I'm, I'm in the moment kind of thing, so it's not like a, not, I'm not writing this in pen. But it's right now. It's probably my game of the year. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm playing. Gables, uh, I see your list here. Uh, three of my all-time favorite games. Well, my all-time favorite game. One of my all-time favorite games, and one of my other current game of the year front runners. All right, so just break my heart, Gables. Tell me how you feel about these games. All right. So before I get into those, I'll just say that I did go through a big old rabbit hole in regards to the games that I've been playing this week, and what started it off was playing one of the games that I had bought on the PS4, and that was A Whole New World. So when I was playing through A Whole New World, I went forth and I noticed the crux and the gimmick of this game in its entirety and stuff within the first... Well, now within like the first couple of uh, levels where it's just basically sort of a basic sort of a left platformer left to right with like the occasional going like through the through the pitfalls and stuff like that and then you could transfer like upside down and stuff and that whole gimmick of like traveling through the upside right side up world and the upside down world that's what i quit essentially that i'm stranger things got uh, it yeah it's sort of like that <laughs> it's sort of like that to where it's like everything else is sort of like inverted in terms of the controls and like the monsters and the pitfalls and everything what started grading on me wasn't really more or less like the music but it was pretty much like the uh the initial level design stuff and also the initial like boss battles in and of itself which i kind of felt like were they weren't difficult per se they were just kind of annoying in that retrospect 
it didn't really get annoying until I had to go through this long ass section in regards to like a level four, I think it was, to where I had to face off against this bone dragon sort of boss. Now this stage was very long and drawn out, right? Because you go initially inside the stage and you have to travel through each of these bone dragon heads, right? So it's like they're they're each one of these are like separated into four sections. So you have the top <laughs> section and the bottom. Yeah, I know. I, I I have a question. What is bone dragon? The tag team partner of Bonesaw from Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man. Honestly, the way that this monster looked and reacted and stuff, it wouldn't have surprised me in the least. But uh, okay. what essentially they are, they're, like, they're skeleton dragons, right? And so their heads are all placed into specific quadrants. So it's like one, two, three, four. And so you have to explore each quadrant and stuff like that, go through the random bullshit of, like, uh, navigating throughout the terrain in order to take out an initial section. It was like a heart or something of this this dragon or something, and it's supposed to reflect and change the stage in somewhat. So what seemed like about 20 minutes, I went through the entirety of this stuff until I got to this initial boss, which... Which, you know what, spoilers, it's like these four dragon heads are now attacking you simultaneously, right? In the center of this damn stage. And so I had to switch between the power-ups that I have, and one of the potions was this... It actually is like one of those kind of uh, weapons to where... It sort of like acts like a pillar to where like it shoots like a ball of energy or something like that that goes like a ball of ice or whatever the hell it is that shoots up, upwards and stuff like that. And so I ended up going through... Initially defeating these dragons, these dragon heads eventually, after about five or six times of going through and trying. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't end the was stage it, there. Was it less than three minutes? No. No, it was not less than three minutes. Let me tell you that. Well, then it you took didn't me, win, because the bone dragons got you for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say this. It took me about 10 to 20 minutes just to transverse the stage and go through all the different quadrants. It took me an additional like 10 minutes or so to go through this boss stage because it's like I had to try to dodge all these projectiles and all this other random shit that's just like cluttering the screen. And then it's it's pretty much inflated difficulty by tossing all these projectiles at you and telling you, okay, dodge, dodge this, dodge that. And then on top of that, the stage doesn't end up you beat the boss. No, it more or less, it follows the same pattern as each individual stage to where it's like you beat the boss now you got to go through to the next stage you know where it's like you beat the boss you go to the next room okay now it transports you to the different stage there's no transition it just automatically instantly gets you to the next stage but the problem was i couldn't find the end the exit to go through the the end of the stage and so i had to retrack forth and bear in mind i've already spent like an hour playing through this damn level i'm thinking to myself this is the this level is like longer than the initial time it took me to get to this spot initially. So I'm like, I look at the game, I was just filling around the music, and I'm like, God damn it, I do not have any desire to play this now. And so I deleted it off my PS4, <laughs> finished off. I decided to finish up Savage Halloween. That game was much more interesting, was much more creative in terms of its level design. There were actually different themes, different bosses that were fairly interesting. Granted, yes, there are some difficulty curves right there, depending upon what character you use, and also if you want to play on normal and hardcore difficulty. But that game was pretty fun, to where each individual bosses and mini-bosses you faced off against were radically different, obviously horror-in-themed. But uh, what's kind of funny is, like, I, I finished it, like, yesterday morning, 
And uh, I wasn't expecting to because it's like the, uh, what was it, the sixth level and stuff. I went through this sort of like forest level and stuff. And basically the entire boss battle, you're on a canoe, right? You're like on this like straight canoe, like on top of like a riverbed. And here you are, you're facing off, and these four poles drop out of the sky, and it turn transforms into a boxing ring, and you have to fight the fucking werewolf that's boxing you. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, this is kind of random, but okay, I'll go with it. And so, it does its exaggerated movements like certain other like pixelated bosses go. Like, it'll jump up in the air, and then it'll go to a corner, or that corner, or whatsoever. And so, after all that and stuff, I beat the boss. And then when I go to the final stage... The final stage is sort of like a mixture between kind of like a spy hunter sort of like theme level to where it's you are in a car, you're trying to destroy and dodge all these other cars and stuff like from a left to right perspective, right? So it's pretty sen- it's quite essentially almost like a sh- like a shmup in terms of like a shoot 'em up to where you have to destroy these other cars, these other vehicles, you have to s- destroy the set line of vehicles and stuff that'll toss out these barrels and stuff, exploding barrels and all that other shit. But finally, when I get to the final boss, the final boss is pretty funny. The final boss is DJ Dracula. (laughs) DJ Dracula. So it's like you are fighting against, like, this Dracula battle, which is very reminiscent to, like, the first form of uh, Dracula from Castlevania, right? And he'll have his projectiles and stuff, but instead of, like, instead of, like, doing, like, maybe one fireball or three fireballs, no, he has three separate attacks, right? So where... He goes from one side of the stage, he throws three bats, and these three bats will go forth and try to seek target into you. Then it's like you'll have like this specific attack to where it opens a portal and there's some sort of freaking dragon that just pops out of the damn thing that goes from either anywhere or whatever. And then there's like the last attack to where he's in the center stage, and all these bats are flying out of his cape and doing all this and all that. It took me about a good solid four or five tries until I realized the pattern of it, that I had to stay inside of underneath the platform in one corner in order to try to do some bit of damage. But, uh, yeah, when I finally finished the game, finally beat it, did everything else and stuff, I was kind of left, like, just saying, hey, this was actually a pretty fun experience. I only paid, like, about two bucks for this game, you know? And it's like, the other game was not that great, in my honest opinion, but this one was pretty solid. As a matter of fact... I think as a recording, this game is available on Switch. I thought it was on sale for like $2. So for anybody listening in, either on Twitch or through like YouTube or wherever you're listening to us at, definitely check out this game. If you are a fan of retro content, you know, Savage Halloween, that is definitely something worth your time. Considering it's the Halloween season coming up, might as well pick it up, you know. It's not going to be a tremendous loss or something, and it's going to be some form of good platform goodness. But the commonalities of what I liked about it... The pixelated graphics were fun. The music soundtrack was fantastic because it really put into theme each individual levels you had to go through. The selectable characters, you know what? There really too wasn't too much differences between them other than the fact that, okay, they have a specific amount of speed that's different or strength that's different or jump that's different or, you know, the their special attacks are different. Like one, like, tosses a grenade. One does these, like, wolf-like claws and stuff. Well, another one just kind of, like... Uh, yeah, you know, it kind of like incinerates them and sucks like the HP out of enemies or whatsoever. So out of those three characters, like one of them was like James, like a pumpkin sort of character. One of them is like Lulu, his like James's pet dog that transforms into a werewolf. And it's like the other one was like a, a girl or something that's like the father of the main villain and stuff who's called like Dominica or something like that, where it's like Sounds she's sexy. the father of uh, 
she's like the daughter of like uh, DJ Dracula, <laughs> the final boss of the game. So it's like these characters are unique. The level designs were unique. There were some times where felt kind of felt like the stages were kind of a little bit over elongated in terms of like their padding and stuff. But honestly, they were fun. And the different weapon types you had to select through, whether it was like through the basic like uh, blaster or if it's like shooting all these like three like projectile bats or some all these ghosts that are going back and forth or the chicken bomb that you just you just shoot and stuff and that freaking chicken just lodges into an enemy just explodes <laughs> or the freaking frog attack to where it's like you're shooting frogs that uh, they they ribbit as they go through and they just hit like enemies like a one just to kind of thud and stuff but uh yeah savage challenge was pretty fun now, I go from that rabbit hole into, like, a couple other rabbit holes to where I initially started God of War. I, let's see, up until then, you know, I did have my fair share of, like, listening to the, to, like, listening about the acclaim of the game. I decided I wanted to try it out. I played through that first section. Mm-hmm. I spent a couple hours on God of War. Yes. I feel like that the opening of it is fantastic. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and for the listeners, Tyler is on the edge of his seat, just listening intently. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I gotta admit, though, you know the opening cinematics, the thing, how it transitions in between them. I thought that was beautifully done, beautifully told in regards to like, uh, you know, the death of like the the whole center of like the death around like uh, uh, the lady, hey. you know. Or like Atreus is like a H. Damn it, Faye. Like... Her name is Her name is Faye. Faye. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh well, I'm still getting used to the game. Still getting used to like the other characters. Learn and stuff. your goddamn Norse mythology games. Like you need to watch 300 hours of it, like I have. <laughs> like I was saying, the opening cinematic and the opening particular section, the tutorial section, I went through and stuff. But that first initial boss battle where you're facing off against somebody, the stranger. The Stranger, that was a fantastic experience. Why? Because that was a boss battle to where you felt like, holy shit, you know, Kratos is actually getting challenged to a certain extent to where you could see him beaten almost in an inch of his life and he still manages to subsequently, maybe he killed him, maybe he didn't, you know? It just leaves that possibility floating around and stuff to where he had to pretty much toss an entire fucking, like, crag and, like, thing on top of this dude in order to stop him, so... At this current at this current time and stuff, I am currently through that section of the game, which kind of quintessentially is like the prologue of it, and I'm still making my way through this game because now I'm going through the whole puzzle things, like with the axe and with the gears and all that other stuff. I'm progressively going through this game. Now mm-hmm. I just need to settle upon what game I need to go through next because I played a bit of that. I played a couple hours of Haven. Now, that's the thing. I played a couple hours of Haven, and I thought that the story, the initial parts of the story that I've played so far, is a good narrative experience. I like the chemistry between both <laughs> both of these. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, oh, God. Well, I'm explaining things. Tyler's making faces at me, and it's kind of... I'm not making faces. I'm smiling harder. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's why it's throwing me off. But... Uh, Yes, I like the story so far in Haven, to where it's like you have these two, this couple and stuff that escaped from this, like, almost like an authoritarian sort of, like, planet in that regards in order to find, like, some, like, individual piece of life stuff for them, you know, to live out 
the way they want to live out, you know, and on their terms. And so it's like the chemistry between these two going through each individual discoveries and stuff, learning about these things. It's quintessentially very early on for me to where they have these portals they're going through to trying to get everything else. They're trying to like uh learn how to cook certain things you know like the whole oh god apple dues and all this other shit oh my god the apple dues uh they get tired of apple dues real fast gables i'm not gonna lie to you so. yeah that's that's pretty true though they do get i know that the girl gets initially tired of the, the apple dues like pretty quickly and stuff like that where the guy's like you know what let's just go and let's just add like a couple little things of spices little things of this here and there and stuff mm. but uh yes like i said i spent like a couple hours playing playing haven and stuff like i did so basically my entire goal for the last week was to simultaneously tackle the games that tyler has wanted me to try to at least start so that way i would not forget or would forget about them in the grand scheme of things and because my funds have been entirely strapped for this month i decided to do just that but the third game and the most interesting game that i have played this past week was hyper light drifter Hyperlight Drifter. That's the game that has a whole hell of a lot of acclaim, has a whole hell of a lot of things, and I have bought personally three times. But this is the first time where I've sat five, well, for five for Tyler. There you go. But this is the first time I've initially gone through, sat down, and played through the experience. And let me tell you something. It's like the minimalistic approach to where it leaves you with the interpretation of how the story goes through with certain things. How you get to complete certain side quests, how you get to explore and defeat opponents, and man, the combat of itself, you know, it takes a little bit getting used to, but it's not overly complicated. It's sort of similar to another game that I had played earlier on the Switch's life cycle, which was like Chemico, you know, which, yeah, yeah Chemico was inspired by Hyperlight Drifter initially. Yes. So it's like this game definitely has harder terms and terms of like facing off against enemies in terms of combat i mean i initially found that out the hard way to where you have five hit points you have enemies that'll take out maybe one or two things if you're not paying close attention you got to be on edge when you when you face off against enemies inside of this game because they will kill you without a moment's notice you mm-hmm. have to be quick on your feet but let me tell you man it's like exploring the different like uh, terrains and stuff i initially learned through checking out a couple things that i need to get these sort of uh these purple squares or something like that in order to like uh advance further onto that so on the eastern quadrant i got like two out of the four and so initially i'm guessing i'm assuming that once i collect four it'll open up a pathway to be to defeat a boss or some of that section that's what i'm that's what i'm assuming through what i've seen of the map so far but what i've seen so far is i love the graphical design the ambience of when you transfer down into these labyrinths and stuff like that it's interesting because it's like it totally changes the mood, where it's like, it's totally serene when you're going through and exploring, and then all of a sudden, the next minute, it's foreboding. You go down deeper and stuff, you face off against these waves of enemies where you have to dodge them, and on top of that, collect certain health power-ups. And there was one section throughout this east, and throughout, like, uh, this area, to where it's kind of pissing me off, to where you have these platforms, right? You have this specific type of gem that you're supposed to collect in order to get like another portion of a thing unlocked right and so it's at the edge of it's at the end of like uh, these platforms right and so you travel these platforms but they ignite with fire so as soon as you step on they ignite with fire and so you have to go through all these simultaneously like in a row in a specific pattern in order to get to this chest i've only made it to like maybe four or five patterns without act with like 
until I died, pretty, pretty much. But uh, I'm thinking that there probably is something that's going to allow me to go quicker or maybe slow down the flow of time in regards to trying to finish that stuff. That's what I'm guessing and what I'm assuming through tackling it. But initial, my initial thoughts of the game was actually pretty cool with that. But let's see. In finale, let's see. In the grand scheme of what I played for this week, that is a lot. There was one other game I did play a little bit, and that was Cuphead. <laughs> I played a little bit of that too. But it wasn't as in-depth as the other three games. Because <laughs> Tyler's like, oh, well, of course, of course. <laughs> you have these three games. I'm not going to complain. I've been saying for five goddamn years to play Hyperlight Drafter. <laughs> I've been saying for three go- three and a half goddamn years to play God of War. And I've been saying for like eight months to play Haven. Yep. And God damn it, Gables played Haven. And I played all th- I played all three of them in a span of a week, but not beat them. You just but I gotta. Will beat them. Oh, man, I don't know. Like you, you're like trying to decide which one to jump into. I don't know. It, like, because God of War is gonna be like a 20, 30 hour experience. High Blood Drifter is probably around five to eight. Right. Um, Haven's probably six ish. So, in the grand scheme of things, I constructed things based upon what I wanted to play. So I did something that I don't ever do and that's construct listen a list. to tyler well that was one thing that <laughs> i did it's probably good not to listen to me but but the other thing is i constructed a list of what games that i wanted to play through and quintessentially the rules of this list as is as follows is what i'll have maybe five to ten games that'll be on this list give or take what i have and then i will not go through any other games until i finish this list so it's like i had nine games in this list starting until i beat savage halloween and so now i have eight and the eight games are as follows it's like we have god of war we have haven we have hyper light drifter we have cuphead now we have cyber shadow which is another game that i have and on top of that there are some at least a couple other games that I'm not mentioning, but at that same point, the grand scheme of things is Gables is going to finish some games. He's going to finish them real quick, and he's going to have a lot more epic stories to tell in the yes, coming I'm weeks. So, so, so. I just want to nerd out with Norse mythology and God of War theories with, with somebody. <laughs> and, <laughs> at this point, that's that's going to be you if you beat that goddamn game. And then uh, after you beat after you beat Hyper Life Drift for Gables and and God of War and um. Um, 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 uh, Haven. Haven. Uh, you think, oh, cool! I beat all these games. Tyler, shut the fuck up. Then I'm gonna be like, hey, Gable, you should play. You should probably really play Death Store. It's probably the best game of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me, I've had that on the forefront of my mind. <laughs> Don't think that I haven't, because that's definitely a type of game that I would go through and play. But yeah, Death Store is definitely that type of game where I want to play eventually. Yes. yes. So. Yeah, honestly, listeners, that's pretty much what I've been playing this week. A whole sm- very good smorgasbord, I, rabbit's hole. Yes, I'm 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 very happy with this. I was half ex- half expecting to come in and like you were just gonna like hate everything I love, um, <laughs> and, and that was gonna be the episode, and it was just gonna be with me like on the floor crying. Um, so I'm glad that's not the case. You know, I hope I hope you keep playing these games. Hope you like them. Um, but yeah, Gables, I think that might do it for us this week. If you like the show, please, 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 please 
share, subscribe, thumbs up, uh, five stars, leave comments, whatever reviews, whatever you can do to help us out. Uh, we are on YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds, Twitter, Facebook, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, just search for us pretty much any of those places. Anywhere pods are cast, we are on them. At least all the big ones that I could find, we are on them. Uh, so please go on there and subscribe to us. Download us, five-star us, like us, share us. Uh, all those things really help us out with the algorithm. Um, and give us a chance um, to be seen because it's, it's, it's a wild, wild world out there, Gables. Um, and we just want to be seen. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys so much. I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time this week. Don't work too hard. And quite honestly, play some fun video games for God's sakes. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya.